Hi, gang. This intro song, just going to throw it out there from my friend Ryan Rostrom. Go check him out. I'll introduce you guys a little bit later, but let me begin. I am your host, Naomi Burnell, and welcome back to the Kiss and Cry Crossroads podcast. It is a beautiful Sunday night, and I am just in Ryan Rostrom's um, audio room, and so he's from Japan, and he's in America, and I'm going to let him take it away. All right. Welcome, people of the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, internet podcasters. Yes, listeners. Uh, Thanks for having me, Naomi. My Um, pleasure. This is a fun, very spontaneous. Okay, Ryan, he is American. I mean, he... He has traveled a lot, but I'm just saying he's not Japanese. He has, like, this wider mouth, a very handsome man. So you should definitely check him out on his website on site. Okay, let's spell it out for them. <laughs> you, actually, the best way to find me is probably social media. Ah. Um, yeah. That. So what's your at sign? So it would be at Ryan Rostrum. And Rostrom is R-O-S-T-R-O-M. Okay. And Ryan is R-Y-A-N. Oh, I see. So how do people find you, though, online? Um, usually, so Instagram, for the most part. Um, right. I'm also in live streaming communities where you can find me there. But um, mainly on a very obscure <laughs> I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay. I'm just scrolling through um, some of your history online that I found on this bio website. Um, I think that he's editing for the public. Is that what it is? So you just make full album. Where could I find like one of your albums? Um, So the album is on Spotify. Oh, sick. Yeah. It's a little bit dated. Um, I didn't really promote it at the time or since um, <laughs> you know it was a passion project about four just, years ago <laughs> yeah i wanted to finish an album that was just something i've always wanted to do so i finished it and it to. sounded i mean it sounded okay uh-huh. it wasn't like top quality production but i was interning at a studio called rock canyon studios at the time so i had Ooh. access to some of their facilities and got to do some of the recording there but mm-hmm. i didn't necessarily know how to use it and okay so you're like a manager and just like um so i was like i was an intern um Mm -hmm. just kind of a helping hand um they did a weekly show okay that i would basically wrap cables for before and after get people their microphones um adjust the mic stands to the right height oh production work okay yeah just um nothing too exciting yeah you should be a production person like (laughs) for a whole bunch of things yeah so the studio is quite tedious Uh um i i love performing if there's you know immediate feedback from an audience right i can tell from your instagram it's beautiful (laughs) yeah yeah um and i just joined a new band actually that i'm super excited about Um, it's a wedding band oh no uptown sound and we have awesome shows coming up Okay. So I'm very glad that they, I didn't think I was going to pass the audition because <gasps> um, it was with these people that, so the the person that actually reached out to me, I had never met. And then the co-producer of the band um, is somebody that I've met briefly. We haven't really worked together too much or anything like that. Um, so I was kind of like, I didn't have the connection. Okay. If that makes sense. And after I finished my audition, 
the next guitarist walks in the room and it's like, hey, what's up? And like everyone knew his name. And, oh. And so I was like, okay, he's getting the job. And that's, oh totally, no. You know, like, of course, you want to have your friend in the band and all that stuff. But, right. You just want to um, have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, I've definitely run bands where I've, you know, just chose friends to be in the band, not necessarily because they were the most talented or anything, but. You didn't want to like have your expectations yeah, I mean, fall. You were just yeah. in the gig. Okay. So like you, he comes in, everyone is like loving this other guy. And then what's. And then I, I just pack up and go. And then a couple oh. days later, I get a text message with the offer mm. to join. And in mm. addition to the offer, <laughs> um, a list of the gigs that we have scheduled. Oh no. That's. Freaking awesome. That's yeah. fabulous. Like and a hotline. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And number two on our summer list, and it's kind of a seasonal thing. It's like most weddings happen in the summer. Right. Um, it's kind of like. For big our first one's time money. Yeah. And it's just one show. And then um, April, May, June, July, a whole bunch. September is really big too. Yeah. I think September might be our busiest month, but. Okay. Yeah, with this band, it's only maybe once a week, but oh, yeah, I knew. Really steady. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I just wanted to throw out before I forget. Um, the song intro that we use for today is Ryan Rostrom's song called "Somewhere." Um, this album has like what, ten songs? What What's the album called? Surrounded in mystery. Uh, yeah, shrouded in mystery. Oh, shrouded in mystery. S H R. Yeah, and this um, is the longer version that's on my website, mm-hmm. but. Um, the the actual album I think was like six songs and then there was an additional four covers and then I think this had an additional song hmm. um, okay shout out to my uh, friend Todd Shinicky. he's um, a wedding coordinator so he like before like kind of Apple phone iPhones kind of came out he like made millions of dollars on like wedding scenes and like it kind of slowed down he went he's an entrepreneur and went into like different fields but yeah like a wedding is just like a huge way to market uh yourself i mean my at the desert ridge ranch ranch real estate sorry (laughs) i stuttered there but um yeah is um a place where a lot of weddings are held too like 3000 a night you know and to have like authentic musicians like yourself to go and perform is just the highlight of everyone's entertainment so do you have like a group that you normally go with are you just like the lead guitarist and singer when you need last minute help you like know how to do the drummer and all of what do you do specifically Um, so i play the guitar okay yeah, there there was a time um, in high school when I was a drummer mm-hmm. for a band. Um, for this stuff, actually online, I sing as well. Um, I think there's maybe it's probably forty percent music where I sing and sixty percent instrumental. Oh, nice. So yeah, I'm definitely known as a guitarist more than anything. Yeah, but I enjoy singing. You know, I'll sing. You know, some of the easier stuff. I'm no Steve Perry. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I could see you like in a purple long coat for some reason with your dark, uh, handsome looks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, what is like the most interesting thing you wore? I wore a kimono. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I loved kimonos when they came out. Yeah. OMG, I miss those. I I still have a few, actually. I just don't wear them enough because I'm like a taller girl and I just don't want to look like a fat lesbian butt, you know? (laughs) I'm pretty I'm pretty fine. I'm pretty skinny to like go to Coachella Fest and just wear whatever, but like kimonos are legit. I don't know. You get some interesting looks from other people mm. while wearing the kimono around. Right, right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, okay, yes. Especially Every- as a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I have the long one, too. It's like oh, good. Oh, wow. And so I it's like a big, like, um, yeah, no, it's parachute. Like it's like a parachute, <laughs> and I'm running back and forth on the stage, and it's flowing behind That's amazing. Me. I like, feel like a superhero. I mean, it's all about feeling like a free spirit, but, I mean, if we're, like, close and clean you know, and we respect each other's borderlines and borders, like as artists, as like just people to be humane, right? Like, um, I mean, things and communication is so much more easier. I mean, obviously, I want to bring you here and just get a little taste of like how you vibe and got into um, this kind of lifestyle and art and music and whatnot, because, you know, sometimes being very humorous myself I'd say that's like my number one trait I don't know how to come across and I might say something that sounds like embarrassing or that doesn't completely make um a 360 for sense (laughs) but I give my two cents you know what I mean and um you can't fight fire with fire so I just honestly go with the flow and accept and I'm just trying to share the world with you know love and faith and hope I mean people I was just traveling today to Clearfield Utah and I was just thinking as I was driving like how can all these people just in the road on a cold weathery day of Utah like when it's drizzling snow not be grateful and have hope um in their lives I mean Sometimes I'm hopeless, but I lean on to music when um, I feel that way, you know, Um, and that's like 100% true. Um, And I was thinking that of that Bible verse, you know, that was like, if you don't have hope, then you don't believe in God, you know, but I felt like I had hope that day and I could believe in God and just things I can't even imagine or see. I know like for musicians, a lot of musicians have stories and they're able to bring their art and their history into their music. So I just, I find it particular and I just want to like get to know the vibe. You have a little bit of like everything. I feel like when it comes to music, um, you kind of go like from an indie rock to like a Havana. um, Yeah. Part of it is um, there were a few years in there where I was just hired. I was the hired gun. Mm -hmm. Um, which was really great because I got a lot of shows and I got to perform in a lot of different styles. Yeah. Um, and growing up, it was all classic rock. Like I went to a Sticks concert. I was in high school and my dad um, brought me along to this uh, Rio Tinto stadium, you know, giant stadium. And um do you know the band Sticks? I have heard of them. Yeah, yes. I love 70s music, but it yeah. could be it depressing for strongholds, <laughs> I think, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, we got to humble ourselves. <laughs> yeah. But in any case, we get to the show and we buy some tickets from some homeless looking dude outside the venue. No, I love we that. We walk in and it's just 
the crowd roaring. Hey, it's like it's a, nice, you know, me. Like okay. Sports. Like snuck in but, almost. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like we, we bought our tickets. Yeah, we almost got booming music like I've never heard. And, um, and they're so talented. Like they do these unbelievable harmony parts and the guitar solos and they take keyboard solos and drum solos oh, that sounds so, you get so to cool really hear each instrument oh i and, love that uh, yeah i just fell in love it was just so something magical and um yeah it just kind of like put me in this high state of being like for weeks i just felt i'm just so drooling <laughs> and, um, I'm drunk. and so oh. i went and started a band um, wow that's it and, uh, yeah, we were definitely inspired by sort of that classic rock, like lots mm -hmm. of, um, you know, ego-driven guitar solo. That's so and, good. Oh, I um, love that for you. Yeah. Um, but then over time, it was just harder and harder to keep a band together. You know, uh -huh. people would graduate and move What on made you keep going? Like, um, did you have honestly, a stability? I was... to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it kind of becomes like an addiction. Uh -huh. You know, it's like you love just life a place where i feel like life makes sense to me. okay it okay just, it feels really good um performing for people and and also the hours that i put into learning the guitar when you're good at something like you're good at dancing um and by the way if anyone what? doesn't know naomi has danced stop at Coachella, <laughs> <so cool>. okay <laughs> yes yes and even for corbin blue everyone he hates on him but he is such a sweetheart he was just on dirty dancing with that guy tyler cameron Oh my gosh, such cuties. You guys should go watch them on Hulu. They have only like four episodes. So yeah, I danced at Disney. I danced at a few places. I was going to be a Cowboys cheerleader, but I went all religious. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So tell me, um, your family has traveled from like Japan and where else did you say? Um, yeah, so I was born in LA. Okay. So oh, you were born in LA. Perfect. Um, all right. But... I was born during the Rodney King riots. Uh, uh, I was yeah. born in 92. And okay. so um, LA was under martial law. There were machine guns on outposts on the corners. Oh, and wow. It was, yeah, it was these huge riots where people were just freaking out. Huh. Um, so <laughs> my dad decided to take a job that would take him very far from LA. Oh, good. So moved <laughs> to Tokyo, which was, um, you know, I, I'm... I was little the first time we were there. So yeah. I was there from like age one to six. Okay. Um, I have a memory of like a McDonald's for some reason in Tokyo in the <laughs> metropolis, like down the stairs, Aww. which, yeah. And I was recently listening to this podcast that says your earliest memory, like is the secret to understanding yourself. Oh, geez. And that's my earliest memory. I can't so, even find my earliest memory. Like, Maybe that's my problem. <laughs> Um, McDonald's on this crowded street and just and this warm French fry smell. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Like which, New York pizza with yellow pepper. <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying to figure out what that reveals about myself. Like maybe I like French fries. <laughs> <laughs> As we just <laughs> ate some um, Taco Bell, yeah. no Del Taco. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> scratch that. But all right, so you're in Japan and you get out of the ghetto LA as it is right now, but there's some fashion right. spots and it's a good place for acting. I think like LA is more of like what a modeling place now, or is that more New York? I feel like no, LA is for movies, movies, yeah. Okay, so 
Okay, you're in Japan up to like your six, you said? Yes. Okay. And from there, we moved to New York. Mm-hmm. And I was there from six to 12. And okay. That was definitely a big part of what, you know, defined me. Like those are interesting years where you kind of figure out who you are and stuff. I'm not interesting. Yeah. I'm interesting. Yeah. <laughs> not how to throw that and <laughs> break the ice there. Wait, so are you from upstate Utah or like um, just city, like Bronx or like? Times Square. Where were you from oh, in um, New York? So we were 30 minutes outside of New York City. Okay, sick. Yeah, or maybe, uh, maybe like 45 minutes. So like upstate, yeah. Yeah, so my dad did a commute every day. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I've been to up. I've been in the city. I've been to upstate. I, I do. They they both have differences, you know. Yeah, scrolling through Instagram today, and I have this buddy. Um, actually, the guy that got me the um, audition mm-hmm. for this new party band that I joined. Um, so his party band flew to New York and so he was posting all these photos and, um, it's like what you think of as scenic New York with sunset over the bridge and like, um, just buildings and architecture. And I was like, I really don't miss that. Um, not that I lived in New York city, but I lived in, um, Tokyo again later and then Hong Kong Hmm. and, um, it's just the concrete isn't nearly clean or the gray <laughs> as like the mountains that we have out the window. Here. Oh yeah, the yeah, toiletry is um, <laughs> not good. Yeah, Darn so, Obama <laughs> I think during the war. Fun. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> but I feel like a good like weekend trip to Salt Lake or something. Okay, you know, um, the city can be fun for a night, but not. Yeah, like in a convertible or, and just want to hit the lights. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I see what you mean. Like, I feel that I am also inspired when I'm, like, in a darker place in my life for some reason. Like, music and life is good and all, but, like, also life is through lots of crises and there's lots of things that, like, for Americans, for instance, will pay $100 more every month just to have more pleasurable life. And we just don't realize, like, how much problems there are in public health or you know, education. You said actually that you're going to be a teacher in music. Is that like what your goal um, is? So I'm currently teaching. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I teach in a studio mm-hmm. and I've got about 50 students. Oh, nice. And it's private lessons. So they just come and go. Oh, that's day. so cool. Yeah. Yay. All right. So is that, okay. That's just a studio for guitar and vocals. Um, yeah. Guitar, vocals, piano, they added a drum set recently. Oh, good. One, so it's not so loud. Um, and then I think they do violin, but I've never actually seen. A tell me, rap. tell me, tell me, tell me. Yeah. Like the song. <laughs> tell me in rap. What's it called? Tell me. <laughs> no, yeah. Where do you work? <laughs> oh, the, it's called the piano place. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, I've heard of them. They've yeah. been like here since Wasatch Health has been here, right? Yeah. They're like um, old time. They're kind of, yeah. They're, in Utah. They're growing. Crazy. Yeah. Studio in, in California, no. Um, I- Idaho. Sure. I feel like that's. They, they might, but huh. the owner is a Utah guy. Oh, it's a franchise. So. So. It's a franchise, yeah, but it's a like fairly local, small franchise. Okay. From what I can tell, because the owner is working, like he's actually like still involved. Like it's not so big that he isn't that you don't like seeing around the studio yeah what is it called again piano the piano place place. oh yes yeah Yeah, no i've heard that name before that must be a huge franchise and we just don't realize it um yeah 
But that's so cool that you got like a gig and you just got that going for you. So what is like some bigger goals that you want to do with that? Like, um, do you have like a passion or personal satisfaction from it? Or do you develop in- empathy and gentleness in music? Or yeah. what like weaknesses and strengths do you gain from it? And what would you pursue with it? Yeah. To um, inspire people. It's <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's this is gonna sound so egotistical but it helps me to realize how good i am like empathize with yourself i'm teaching them chords and notes and yeah and some of them are learning some fairly difficult solos like we've done Freebird, which is Mm -hmm. not an easy task i taught someone sweet child of mine which is also not an easy task as a guitarist and you should give us a little chorus yeah. <laughs> Again, uh, yeah. oh that'd be really so sick yeah we should um but yeah that guitar hold on rare. to the end guys yeah <laughs> tell me tell me so this is an extremely rare guitar it looks very plain plain black um telecaster with a wood natural finish on the neck looks it top. looks good yeah and yeah, bl- um, yeah and then it's got this kind of sleek um curve to it like it's not like a sharp that's true yeah guitar. Yeah, one thing I don't like in guitars is sharpness. Like if, if they're pointy. No, I like how it looks authentic, but it's also modern looking, like a bachelor guitar or something. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then it has a very particular feature. So the top pickup mm-hmm. is um, it let it makes it so you can play a note and it holds it forever. Oh. You can literally hold a note until you're back. That is die. so cool. That yeah, is you, so cool. I love that. It's just great for sort of unlocking interesting creative ideas that really wouldn't be available yeah. to a, a guitarist on a different guitar. Um, so yeah, I mean, I can play that thing. That is so paternal. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, re- I used to play instruments. I used to love music when I was a kid. I still do, you know, but my brother was the guitarist and I was the piano player. And so I just kind of had to feed off his coach or like, you know, peep in on his lessons to learn anything in the guitar. Right. But that's a really cool trick they finally added. Is that like a new thing they added in guitars quite recently? Because they're always um, changing social yeah, codes. <laughs> uh, so they've been around since the 70s, mm-hmm. but they're really, really rare. Oh, is it like expensive? It's kind of expensive. Yeah, yeah. This is the cheapest option with that particular feature, but I don't think I've met another guitarist that had it. Oh, it, okay. It's didn't such, find such a cool, unique sound that... Huh. Yeah. So, it felt like learning a whole new instrument with that thing because there was just all of these different sounds coming out. Oh my gosh, you're gonna be like an awesome husband one day for your beautiful little kids and your little yeah. rock band. That's like what I wish. Like <laughs> I have this patriarchal blessing, it's like a fortune. It says I'm gonna like have so much music in my future, but I'm like, oh, cool. mm, my husband must be in music or something because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely not the artist when it comes to family matters unless i empathize (laughs) i'm just really gentle when it comes to art like it just releases some kind of energy that's like reflected for other people not just selfishly but Mm -hmm. because i'm so empathetic that um i need to use music sometimes to demonstrate what i'm trying to say without being like too bold or narcissistic i guess yeah I used to write songs and I was quite good at it, but I mean, I kind of forgot how to read notes and write them properly. So that's unfortunate. Maybe I need some lessons from you. (laughs) That's so cool. So 
Okay. All right. Tell me like some mental health things that you you would do for your just fun in music or I don't know. Yeah. Just talk to me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I recently started antidepressants. Okay. So everybody does that. The older we get, I feel like yeah, my girlfriend just um, recommended me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fought the idea of using medication for a long time. Um, uh-huh. I have insomnia too. No um, way. I'll have to tell you a story after you tell <laughs> <okay>. me. <laughs> yeah, I was diagnosed when I was thirteen. Oh wow! For uh, for for pretty regularly laying in bed oh. and waiting and waiting and then the sun comes up and i have to go to school and catch the school bus and so i talked to my parents about it and they brought me to a an american doctor a hawaiian doctor actually Hmm. um who graduated from one of the big like hawaiian um, medical schools and he basically said um luckily i had uh, have still have it is uh onset insomnia which is where it's difficult to fall asleep mm-hmm. as opposed to the other kind, forget what it's called, where you fall asleep and wake up. Maybe just sleep apnea. Yeah. Which is more serious. That's oh, yeah, yeah, much yeah. Much more dangerous. Um, whereas onset insomnia, you, you can just pop a sleeping pill and you're okay. Like this. Okay. Not too much to worry about. Um, but you love the heat then? <laughs> I had a girlfriend with that. She loved the heat. <laughs> like sleeping in the heat? No, or... just like going in car rides. We'd go like on oh. adventure rides and she had the heat on blast. I'm like, girl, I am sweating here. Where are my oil rags? <laughs> I need some spray on makeup or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I think I'm the same way. I like heat for sure. Um, but yeah, when I sleep, um, they say the ideal temperature is like, 65 degrees or something Mm. i forget the exact number which is freezing for me Mm. um and so i keep it at that temperature but then i have a weighted blanket i used to have a heated blanket i have a minky blanket should get a heated bed (laughs) like a thick like uh there's so much technology now yeah yeah i have like five blankets and i just cozy up oh love love Oh, <laughs> yeah, um, do you dream a lot? Yeah, I have a dream journal. <laughs> you do? That's good. Which reminds me, I still need to write down my dream that I had last night because I like made a mental note and then I was going to do it. <laughs> Anyways, I'll I, yeah, scratch uh, that out. <laughs> no, just um, kidding. Yeah, but yeah, I have a dream journal. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll have to do a podcast on like dream journals or dreams, you know, in general. That'd be cool. Yeah, um, interesting interesting thing i lucid dream all the time now yeah i i used to dream a lot mostly when i was like paranoid like (laughs) feeling like i wasn't prepared enough or if there was like a game coming up or like i had like a new opportunity or had to be the leader omg (laughs) yes i'm too excited i'd like interrupt people when i'm like loving something only because like i feel like i'm about to dream work like or say something like chaotic <laughs> it was crazy but it's not because i hate people like it's just because i love the topic yeah yeah i mean you gotta get your consent in because <laughs> so yeah they ended up taking pictures of us and we kissed it was so cute and i wow. ran home that is kind of so <laughs> i ran home stood in front of my mirror and asked myself what did you just do oh, wow. and then i was like 
nothing stupid. And I just started jumping in the air and acting like a dancer dancing in my room. <laughs> I was so happy, excited. Awesome. Yeah. You still have the picture? Of what? Oh, no, no, no. I never asked, actually. I was so embarrassed. Oh, people really? were actually, people were trying to show me. Yeah. I don't know if any yeah. friends still have that or if it's possible in the cloud, but yeah. I don't think a cloud was existing back then. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think most people would have a photo of their um, first kiss. So that would actually be kind of cool. To that have. would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, I wow, I, I really doubt I could find that. But who knows? Facebook, MySpace, <laughs> MySpace, that were the days, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're reaching out to a young crowd here, typically. So. Okay. <laughs> literally i felt like tiktok exploded right when i was like i don't know a freshman in college trying to make tiktok some reason my name exploded and then like everyone was like on tiktok again i was like oh yeah well i don't want to tiktok anymore and so i deleted all my tiktoks all i used to have like tiktoks or boomerangs you remember boomerangs <laughs> like me and my friends would like make fun of our exes and make a boomerang <laughs> silly songs like boom boom or i don't know <laughs> but yeah okay well this was a good time all right we are back after that commercial break and i think we have a quote we were going to talk about personality types um is the quote still oh yeah so we're going to intp and I which is my personality type yes vouch for yourself here <laughs> um okay no i saw this one cool quote real quick i think it's like i don't know if albert einstein said it but i think he did um it it says the important thing is not to stop questioning curiosity has its own reason for existence um so i think that's like yeah and a logistic pride <laughs> yeah okay um, yeah, and so INTP is a Myers-Briggs personality type, and um, each of the letters stands for um, a certain trait, and so you use it. Introverted. Sort of, yeah, so I for introverted. N intuitive. Intuitive. Oh. Um, and then T is for thinking. Yeah. Um, as opposed to feeling. Um, those are, you'll usually swing one way or the other. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, P is for perceiving as opposed to judging. Okay, like prospecting. Yes. Wow, good job. Yeah. So, yeah, and P is my strongest trait. So I'm a perceiver. I was. I think I was like 98% perceiving. Oh, wow. And so you can look at each of the letters in the acronym, and basically you can imagine um, like a slider, like if you when you do mm -hmm. so like turn music up and down. Um, and then all the way on one side is one of the traits. And then all the way to the other side is fully the other trait. Mm. And most people fall kind of close to the middle. Okay. Most of them. Mm. Um, but yeah, for me, perceiving was like 90 something percent, um, which means I perceive life as it happens, but I don't, I have no judgment. So, oh, just, yeah. Which, which is good in terms of meeting new people and yeah. seeing them as they are and not judging them for um, decisions they, they may not be proud of or something. Just understanding 
that, you know, that's how they were born. That's how the world exists that created the circumstances that led them there. That would be like, you'd be a good researcher then, like to be on a field and like to look for things. I feel like you, that's yeah. cute. Okay. Uh, All uh, right. Yeah. So, okay. So you wouldn't be afraid to stand out from the crowd though. Um, I mean, there's a part of me that's afraid of that. I think that's human. Yeah, yeah. you put, you could put yourself in the corner. Well, I understand I mean, that personality just, disorder. Right? There's years of cavemen living in the, on the plains of Africa that if you get rejected by the other cavemen, you die. Right? You <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've heard there's, like, people that eat other people that turn into monsters. <laughs> Have you heard of that myth? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, possible risk of being rejected. Um, as a human, for most of the history of, you know, mm-hmm. Homo sapiens, mm-hmm. is rejection is death, right? And so right. that's why we feel so anxious about being rejected by people, where it's just not applicable anymore, because, you know, you can be completely rejected and totally survive. Like, the chances of a lion eating you are so slim. Oh, yeah. And even, like, as a total reject in society, you can still hold a job, maybe that doesn't involve working with people, Um and you can even do really well for yourself mm-hmm. and, and be rejected and, and never have to worry about survival. Yeah. So a lot of the rejection anxiety that we feel in, in terms of like, oh, am I not going to get this job? Are my friends not going to accept me for who I am? Is my date going to turn me down or right, um, yeah. whatever it is? Like there's no, like the chances of that killing you now are slim to none. Oh, cheese balls. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Why do I sound bad right now? <laughs> Yeah, you're you're strong guy. We got meat on our bones. <laughs> okay, no, I want to read this. It says like um lo- logic I don't even know how to say this. Uh logicians. L-O-G-I-C-I-A-N-S. Yeah, <laughs> logicians, yeah, pride yeah. themselves on their unique perspectives and vigorous intellect. Okay. That doesn't really sound like you because you're more prospective. Um, and then it says um, something interesting. It says they can't help but puzzle over the mysteries mysteries of the universe. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, maybe that's why you have your sleep issue. You know? <laughs> that's cool, though. I, I, I wouldn't enjoy that more to be honest but i'd probably trip over all of my um delusions (laughs) okay but like albert einstein he was like one of the most influential philosophers and that might explain um why scientists are logicians you know yeah a lot of scientists yeah engineers Mm -hmm. like Like green personalities what do you say um, like, have you had the color personality oh, book? The green, so red, white, I, blue? I have read a color <laughs> personality book, but it didn't have a green. Oh. And so it must have been a different one. Interesting. I read one called The Color Code. Okay. And I yeah. think that was written by Utah. Yeah, I've heard of that one. My uncle read that so one. Hey. Know, <laughs> hmm. um, but that that's actually the test that I think is the easiest. Yeah. Understand, and I think that one's really useful too. Yeah, there's so much kinds of performances when it comes to personalities. I feel like at the end of the day, what can someone analyze you with? And 
you know? Because I feel like genuinely someone is either crazy or honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you could either be full of drama and not honest or be, yeah. maybe you're honest and then no one can really tell. But I feel like I'm a straight person. I'm well-rounded. I'm honest about every single thing I've ever done in my life. And I've done some crazy stuff, you know? So as long as we're, like, clean, I mean, um, there's no worry about, okay, if you're introverted or extroverted, right? Like, it's all about your reputation and what you deserve or what you have reserved regardless of, like, the situation you might be in. Um, I think that's really cool that, like, logicians or introverts um, tend to be extensive socializing as well. you know, because they consult yeah. their own thoughts. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, I definitely relate to the introverted tendency to recharge by myself. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy being with people and parties. and. Mm-hmm. Um, As a teacher, like, how would you be? Like, for instance, it's draining. It's draining really? Yeah. yeah. That's what I hear a lot from introverts. Like, I... Yeah. Yeah, I've been taking like computer and data science classes and I have this tutor that I, you know, but he's introverted. And so it's kind of like hard for me to be consulted by his thoughts because they're kind of repressive. I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm almost like empathizing for something that doesn't exist, but it's like very like mysterious and I have to like have a deep conversation with to like almost have an oomph of empathy or something because it's hard to empathize but like you say you're a, such a great musician it sounds like because you yeah, are introvert um, <laughs> 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 you are you are I just yeah it's just so interesting like I'd be an extrovert but I think yeah. my you know logistics come from you know experience not like right. my inner thoughts all the time yeah um yeah, and for me, performing's kind of – you would think I was an extrovert if you saw me on stage. Yeah, no, I totally night, thought you were an extrovert I, when I – had Joe and Logan and playing <laughs> behind my head and running into the crowd. I've got this – I'm wireless now, so I can literally run around the crowd and do guitar solos and, um, yeah, like jumping off of stuff. Um, but it's more of like an outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a performance – and it's something that I have put thought into. Personally. You'd rather have a check. <laughs> yeah. still recording? Yes. Um, yeah, so I'm definitely, um, I enjoy that. I enjoy performing. Okay. Um, but it's taxing. Yeah, yeah it's like, it's that something would not be good. Shows, I to be alone for some time. Yeah, just a process, like, what did actually happen? <laughs> yeah, like, what happened, kind of reflect on the show. Mm, that's um, good of you, though, because, like, recharged. history doesn't have to be, like, in negative. Like, we all need history. It's the number one topic, actually. I used to be afraid to kind of look into the past, but it's not like looking in the past is bad. We just have to remember we don't need to repeat our same mistakes that we might have done or – what good things were taken out from something like what's an experience where you think you've grown from either a performance or like a study group or a coaching group that you've done in your teaching style yeah um i'd say probably one of the the musical experiences at least that had a pretty big influence on me was um 
it was in the middle of the summer, um, a little bit before the 4th of July here in Provo. And I had just done a show with some band or something. And then my friend talked to me afterwards and asked if I could um, sit in with his band to perform behind a bunch of pop singers. Um, and at that point I had it, I'd only done original music and sort of focused on like that path, writing music, doing little venues and stuff, but this was going to be in a bigger venue, the Covey center, um, with 20 different singers. So, and they were each going to do one song. So we had to go learn 20 songs and I had never sat down to learn that many songs. Mm. And so I wasn't even sure if I was capable of that. Like I'd learned songs before, but I just wasn't sure. Uh, if I could do that many in a short period of time. Oh, she's short. Um, but I took it. I just decided I've got nothing else going on. Sounds like a fun show. It pays well. And I don't usually get paid for doing music at that point. So um, I took it. And then we learned 20 pop songs. Uh, it was like Taylor Swift, a lot of One Direction. <laughs> oh, cute. Um, yeah, Taylor Swift is tall. Okay, so you just rocked a Taylor Swift songs. How do you, was it a group of guys um, or what? There was a boy band actually so four of the guys in this group mm -hmm. is called hollywood launch which is just a um preparation type of thing where they take vocal lessons and was it like a coachella fest that you guys performed no, i'm no, so no, curious i've heard of it yeah 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 it's just a little theater yeah okay theater. it's less than a thousand cap but oh, it's right. fancy like red carpets and oh like interesting seats and i have to visit with, yeah with like that's cute some, I need to take some new photos. Ooh. <laughs> um, Center would be great. Yeah. Actually, yeah it's just on uh, Center Street. So. Okay. Actually, Center Street has quite a few little uh, photos. I've never been to, like, one of those, like, mystery box rooms. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Like, for a date night? Oh, yeah. Oh, I want to do – yeah, escape rooms. Yeah, I want to yeah, do that, like, I for a group those. date or something. These lights are, like, making me great. Oh, I was going to tell you about these story. I think yeah. we – um about, like, you were talking about anxiety pills. Um, okay, so I actually went on depression pills once, and I actually later on got diagnosed by a psychiatric therapist, and she told me I didn't have any disabilities other than, like, actually having, like, a personality disorder and just typical, like, being narcissistic when it came to, like, dating or something, and it made me, like, super insecure when it came to dating. Like, I was like, what do I actually want? Like, honestly, I'm just, like, I have my heart on my sleeve and I, you know, not to be like super personal, but I'm just, I love like having a genuine conversation just like now and like being able to live in the moment with people and just like getting to know people. Like I didn't even know you're introverted and like, I don't Anyway, so yeah, I was on these I depression mean, pills. Yes, yeah. Your oh, okay. Yeah. No, that'll be fun. Um, yeah, so I was on these depression pills, and I was literally passing out. If I didn't go to bed at, like, 8 o'clock and waking up at 6 a.m., I was sleeping on the floor because I would literally pass out. And then I even tried to go in the gym because I was so dumb. I'm like, how could I, like, slow down my heart rate? Because I would take these pills, and my heart would be beating, like, so fast. And I was like, healthy, how can this be happening to me, you know? So I thought, maybe I just need to hit the gym. And I 
passed out and my friend she thought like I was just acting I was like girl I'm not acting like I'm literally blacking out I like woke up and thank god she was still there but I made her like take me to the hospital she left me because she was like irritated because she was like super busy and I was like so mad at her for leaving me but she made it up to me she like gave me like cookies or something whatever had to forgive her she was my best friend but (laughs) like omg it was just the worst because my eyes are going completely green and it was just like not fun anymore because I felt like I couldn't fade into life in reality. Like I didn't exist anymore under these pills. So I thought like maybe why am I not studying enough? Why am I not hard enough? Why am I always like partying? Like what? Why do I feel like I always need a social life? Mm-hmm. Thought maybe I needed like ADD pills or something. Mm-hmm. But apparently mental health is free. Like if you went to Wasatch, like the oldest health mental health place in Utah, you can get like free therapy and then eventually maybe even like um um an inpatient or outpatient alone to get like a free doctor about five hundred dollars typically to be prescribed something and you don't have to have a mental disorder to be prescribed something but people abuse that all the time especially with like cocaine and meth like it's actually a leading cause of divorce um when people abuse mental health and I think that happens for a lot of chicks actually so Hmm. that's why I'm afraid to honestly do it myself because I'm such an honest and empathetic person I'm I don't want to be like dependable on some kind of pill Mm -hmm. but I'm an intellectual person I love learning um sometimes I just dumb myself out because I try and find you know issues and things and trying to see how that could abstract from my own lifestyle you know because life is all about perspective sometimes um that's why yeah it's good to take personality test but you were going to say something right oh um, <laughs> your personality type too oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah like the lights in my face right now i'm just all colorful mm-hmm. in my personality he has yeah. like lights in his studio it's so cool yeah <laughs> we are is this you didn't put on the smoke generator did you yeah so- it's a little foggy in here yeah, <laughs> kidding this is not a porno i literally should have been kim kardashian but (laughs) so was funny (laughs) i'm a clean person can i say it in this microphone enough (laughs) mysteriously in my introverted ways i'm not No, okay. I feel like I'm extroverted, but like I like my alone time because I'm an alpha female. Like if I feel like there's another alpha female in the room, Mm -hmm. it kind of weirds me out. Like I'm always like the top three. Like I've never lost kind of deal, but I get, I put myself in a losing situation sometimes as if like, oh, I can't befriend them. They're going to be mean to me or they're going to act like some I did something to them and then it's gonna be my fault like who's prettier like whose fault is it you know like when I was in elementary school I was like traumatized I had like this best friend she would get mad at me like every single day or every other day because we would like compete at like dodge what was that game called no on the pole on the pole it's like tetherball yeah she was like a gymnast and like super strong and I was just like a dancer that like went to the gym sometimes with her like showing off because I was like skinny but she was so strong yeah she was spiking it like perfectly and I always try to get it get it like perfect perfect but yeah we're always so competitive but then she like go in the field and cry and say she was like mad at me or just pretend I was like is this a family home issue because what did I do you know 
but now it's like it was a toxic relationship we're still friends but you know I mean some people just perform and don't realize it and I feel like that's kind of what happened with her she was just started performing a lot and I just like couldn't handle it anymore but I moved away so who knows you know just a lie situation that might have become good (laughs) the world could be so crazy (laughs) yeah yes i heard you tell it too yeah yeah it's interesting looking at friends i used to hang out with or even people i knew that didn't that i didn't hang out with and seeing like where they end up Mm -hmm. yeah like after all of the high school and college drama (laughs) right like my first kiss actually died last year i can't even believe that yeah it was so awkward on it for me and then i felt like i had to write something on his facebook like you know just out of empathy Uh, almost and because he had a daughter and he wasn't like married he was like dating a girl i think or i don't know what happened to him but It was like I was too young <laughs> when I had my first kiss and it was just awkward. Like we were like pretending to be boyfriend and girlfriend. We weren't. <laughs> but, you know, maybe he's like an angel listening over our podcast right now. <laughs> yeah. Not to be creepy. Yeah. Yeah. How was your first kiss? Was it like OMG. Um, I guess you could say it like that. But no, like he was a redhead. OK. And like he had like the gucciest lips redhead i've like seen (laughs) and he wasn't that tall either i've always since i was little liked tall guys and like i was always taught to love like men with strong hands and just like Mm -hmm. an alpha looking guy which isn't necessarily like needed all the time but (laughs) no like i I, I, yeah you are you're no you're, you're a strong guy anyway but so this redhead he he liked me and we had, you know, the school bus ride home in middle school and um, all of our friends, a lot of our friends were like Latin and like I dated some friends, but I got over it really quickly just saying, um, I don't know, people say I should date Latin. I was like, well, if you can guess where I come from, then maybe. <laughs> but um, so anyway, uh, yeah, people were pressuring us. We Like, razors had just came out, and people were, like, taking photos of us, and they're like, oh, you guys should kiss. I'm like, I'm not going to kiss in front of your guys' camera. And it's I haven't even kissed before, and I was getting so embarrassed. I said no, like, so many times. And it's so offensive. When you say no, that is no. <laughs> it doesn't mean yes. But people would not stop asking us. And so he finally asked me himself, like a man, like, all right, um, so do you want to kiss? <laughs> And I was like, you know, I've been wanting to kiss, I think, for a long time. But it had been like three weeks since we were dating. We haven't kissed. And I was like, I feel like this is the modern, oh, Hershey, be quiet, please. <laughs> he has a little Yorkie in his studio right now. Okay. Oops, sorry.